in the morning. When you want the news, you need the front page every hour on the press box. Nothing's writing on this except the uh, First Amendment, the Constitution, freedom of the press, and maybe the future of the country. Not that any of that matters. And now, the news. Maybe we should go a little easier on the Lakers. Because the Pacers turned around on a back-to-back, yeah, back-to-back. and beat back. the Warriors in overtime. Yeah. yeah, And the Pacers did not have their top four scores. Sabonis, <sighs> so Turner, Karis LeVert, and Malcolm Brogdon were all out. How, how do you even game. play without LeVert? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we should have been a little easier on the Lakers because the Pacers are just out here. What's on going on with the Warriors in a game like that? Do the that? Warriors suck now? I don't know. What's happening with they them They haven't lately? been good for like, what no. are we on? We're on like three weeks, four weeks He now? broke the record and all of a sudden yes, they can't win a game. It is. He broke the record and it was like, yeah, we suck now. Yeah. Can I play some Charles Barkley sound about uh, about the Lakers? Yeah. Is he neat? Is he mean to him? Go for it. I never root. I don't because I don't care who wins. I mean, I just want the season to be over so we can go play golf and fish. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> but I, root, I the Lakers are such wussies, and I only say wussies because I can't say the word I want to no, say. I know the way they have tried to throw Russell Westbrook and Frank Vogel under the bus is just really pissing me off. And I got to tell you something. Oh no! Hey, you know we've got a we've got a guest standing by. Well, the and Lakers then... still suck when we get back from his interview. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's the best. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> I just want the season to end. <laughs> so I can go fish <laughs> <Yeah>. and golf. <laughs> he does, uh, yeah, he's, that's all Charles Barkley does? Yeah. Is just well, wait for the season to end? Not well, but he, that's all he does. I, well, I don't know about his fishing. I shouldn't say that. I he's know better his, at golfing, isn't he? I know about he? his golf. Yeah, he, his golf he's swing got got better. It got fixed. Well, he, it looks better. Well, he doesn't I mean, look I like hope a he robot. That that, swing. That, yeah, he doesn't look like a robot that had a. You know, Stop. UNLV Air yeah. Force Street. Yeah, exactly. Street stopped halfway go, through. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. How much money do you think he's lost this season betting on the Lakers? <laughs> wow. Sorry. Oh. Um, uh, hear I got you. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> well, that could that. be a front page topic. Update. Yeah. Justin Emerson, Las Vegas Sun, frequent guest on this show. Not covering the Golden Knights anymore. Last game was last night. Yes, yeah. he is moving on to uh, bigger and better venture things. outside of sports yes. journalism. So, Boy. should we have him on the show one more time? Yeah, <laughs> he's the smart one. <laughs> no, what we need to do is we need to call him. We need to wait a year until pumpkin spice <laughs> season comes <laughs> back around, and then just call him out of the blue and on the air. Oh, Next question. Standing in your corner. Next question. Mark Andre Fleury says he is not thinking about getting traded. He said, "It's not my thought yet. All I want is to have this team make the playoffs. Honestly, that's what's in my head right now. To me, it's not worth looking too far ahead. The Chicago Blackhawks have the third worst record in the NH or in the West. Did I miss? I, I saw yesterday. I think he was on a uh, po- was it a podcast with Big A Walsh? Uh, yeah, he, he and Alan, Alan Walsh were on a podcast together. I did not listen to it. Did they talk about the sword I, no, in the I back picture? I gotta go picture? back and listen to that. They didn't talk about the sword in the back picture. I don't want to hear it's it. True. It's the only thing I want to know about. the whole nonsense about I found out on Twitter and I never knew it was happening. I never knew it was coming, even though Kelly called me last night and said, this is a good uh, this is a good opportunity for you. We're moving on. <laughs> then I, after I kicked the puck in the goal. So, Flurry has a 10-team no-trade clause. But he's sitting here so he could say no to 10 teams. But he's lying when he says he just wants the Blackhawks to make the playoffs, right? 
Oh, yeah. Like, he's got to be looking around saying, well, I'm playing pretty well right now. I could get <laughs> traded to a team that's actually decent, could actually make the playoffs. Like, How about Edmonton? Do you know how much I want the Golden Knights to play Marc-Andre Fleury in the playoffs? Well, if he played for Edmonton, they went on a run because there's so many games in hand. They have so many games to make up. He could. <laughs> he actually could. Be. If Edmonton got hot and um, Dreisel had a few more things to say to reporters and things got really good, um, he, he actually could. That's one of the teams. I mean... What has stopped Edmonton in forever with the best player in the world? Well, the rest of the team sucks and the goalie sucks. Oh, the goalie. So, trade for Marc-Andre Fleury. Yeah. Connor McDavid and Marc-Andre Fleury. That's yeah. what the Golden Knights got to beat to get to the Stanley Cup. I'm on board. Sign me up for it. Next question. The NFL says John Gruden sent derogatory emails to six Jesus, people. man. So, one being Jim Harbaugh. John Gruden has... He's suing the NFL right now, saying that they interfered with his contract and they they purposefully leaked his emails to get him out of the league. The NFL is trying to get this lawsuit thrown out. They had to respond to the lawsuit yesterday. And a part of that is that detail that the NFL says that John Gruden sent this. It wasn't just Bruce Allen, who worked for the Washington football team at the time, that he sent derogatory emails to six different people. Um... I guess it doesn't make you any more or less racist or homophobic or misogynist if you send it to one versus six, but probably not ideal for John Gruden in this lawsuit. But the other interesting detail from the NFL's response, the from The Athletic, the filing strongly suggests that league commissioner Roger Goodell would have unilaterally fired Gruden had the coach not resigned. Can a commissioner fire a coach? No, he could. He could put pressure on Mark Davis you to fire the coach. Then yeah. the coach. Yeah. You can make it very disadvantageous for the team to keep the coach. But I was not under the impression Roger Goodell could walk in and say, "This coach is fired." I, I mean, I think he could put pressure on Mark Davis, or he would tell Jerry Jones, and Jerry Jones would tell Mark Davis, and Mark <laughs> Davis would fire. Adam Silver told a owner he has to sell his team. So that's an I, owner. That's an owner, though. It's not a. That's not a coach. The well, owners and the like, commissioner, and the owners told Adam Silver to tell an yeah. owner to sell his team. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Well, if all the other owners said Mark Davis, yes. Oh yeah, yes. then he would. If, then he would have fired. Him. If you had twenty-something owners saying we got to get John Gruden out of the league, then yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But oh, the, I forgot about Jerry Richardson. Jerry Richardson also may have. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's just like I I've never heard of like, oh, the commissioner could fire your coach. No, I, I could end him. Right. I mean, he absolutely could have said we're suspending that guy indefinitely. And we're, and we're yeah, he's suspended indefinitely. And the Raiders won't draft again until John Gruden is fired. Like you're effectively firing him, but you're not actually the one that fires him. I just I, I would love to see. I would have loved to have seen the headline. Roger Goodell <laughs> fires, fires John, John Gruden. Gruden. We'd be looking around saying what? What happened here? So that was an interesting detail because I didn't know that was a possibility. But apparently NFL is saying, listen, this guy was gone no matter what. Even if they hadn't been leaked because he sent derogatory emails so to six people. six people instead of just Bruce Allen. Yeah. Well, I mean, if the stuff he was sending to Bruce Allen made it wonderfully apparent that he was comfortable saying this to more <laughs> than just Bruce Allen. Which, by the way, I assume it's true. I assume they're not sitting here lying in court that he sent it to six people. No, I'm assuming they but have... Somewhat yes. proof, but that detail is a very good detail for the NFL to say. Well, we didn't leak it. It's Basically, true. saying you sent yeah. this to like six people, and any yeah. of them or any of people that saw their emails, like they, they, 
the more the more people involved, the more ways the, the NFL for the can NFL deny. Yeah, we didn't leak it. There's more than one possible person that leaked this, and it wasn't us. Also, the given the age range of a lot of these people on these emails, how many of them might have accidentally clicked reply all oh, yeah. or like oh, yeah. forward, forward, forward all, all contacts? That's why never ever reply all. Never do. I just did like five minutes ago on an email. You did? Yeah. I've never done it. It was like five people. I can't email. do it. <laughs> you can't I do said, it? No. And when we do work emails, I email the person back directly. Like, you know, congratulations or whatever. I refuse to reply Oh, you're, yeah. You're the worst. If you get, if it's like a happy birthday email no. or. And a, you're replying yeah. all. And we and have. You get, and you at reply all, just congratulations. Yeah. Oh, you're the worst. Yeah. No, don't do that. Man, you know, that's a great question. That happens every time. Here, yes. Oh, yes. At yes. this station, <laughs> oh, every yes. time. We get like seven extra emails on top yes. of congratulations. Seven. Yeah. Well, you're fortunate. <laughs> well, you don't have to log into your email. <laughs> no, I'm talking about my other email. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> no, yeah, the radio email I last had in December. The Broncos are interviewing Eric Bieniemy for their head coaching job. One of 706 people the Broncos have interviewed for that job. Yeah, Ed, when's your interview? <laughs> You got that new trophy and a fantasy football That's ring. Right. I've got, I, you got great I can show up with my ring. Right? <laughs> That'd be awesome. Have Just you ever up, seen one of these? You've never seen something like this, have you? Elway. Elway, look at this bad <laughs> boy. Do you think an AFC West team, since there's two that I've had coaching openings, should hire Eric Bieniemy simply to take him away from the Chiefs? I think they probably believe hiring him would get them the Chiefs and get them what they do. The problem is they can't, they can't uh, sign uh, Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Or Tyreek Hill. So I do, I do think that or this Pringle. happens a lot. Yeah. Or I think this happens a lot where, like, look, that's the guy keeps beating us. We'll hire him. And no, I mean, a lot of people, and Jared can speak to this. Is it the enemy? Is it Reed? I mean, I think it's a chance that you take. Okay. So Doug Peterson actually is probably the most successful uh, Andy, Andy Reed, Reed disciple. disciple. And he got fired after winning a Super Bowl. Matt Nagy couldn't figure it out. Right, I, I'm pretty sure it's the be- it's similar to the Belichick thing, where it's just like, ooh, look at that guy standing next to the right. guy. It's the main guy. Hire him. Come on, Broncos, <sighs> take him away. You go get Aaron Rodgers, Eric Bieniemy. Go win the AFC West. Great question. Uh-huh. Thank you. The hey. Chiefs signed Damon Arnett to a futures reserve contract. It's not like an official contract. It's more of a, hey, we kind of claim this guy. He'll come to camp with us unless somebody else wants to sign him to an actual contract. And then they can sign him at any point to a real contract. But Damon Arnett still around. Do they know he's not any good? I don't. That's the thing. I mean, it's one thing about like, like oh, explain away. Why did you why did you sign him? He's got the video out there. He's threatening to kill someone. Is this really worth it? Well, if he's an all-pro, they could explain him why right. say he's an all-pro. But he's not any good. It's so like, when I saw this, that's the first thing I thought of is like, uh, take the video out of the equation. We saw him play. It's like when Bruce Arians brought Antonio Brown back after the fake vaccination card suspension. And he was like, he kind of basically said, well, we lost Antonio some receivers Brown, yeah. and Antonio Brown's good. We, right. we need a good player. Like, yeah. You kind of understand why so many teams have at least attempted to put up with Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's really good. What has Damon Arnett done? No. I don't. I don't get it. I don't either. Like, I don't, I don't understand. He was a reach in the first round when the Raiders drafted him. And then he wasn't very good on the field. They ended up getting rid of him for off the field problems. Uh, and by the way, it allows me to remind everybody of my favorite detail from Adam Schefter. He crashed four rental cars yes. in a month. <laughs> How did that? How did he keep getting rental cars? 
Kansas City rental cars. Yeah, you guys better watch out. Yeah, you out. better hope uh, it's not going to be not going to be very good. All right, coming up next, the Golden Knights. They avoided a really embarrassing loss last night. Now a chance out in front and a rebound score. Pizzetta goals in consecutive games for the fourth line winger Michael Pizzetta. One one tie with 4:30 to go. Suzuki gets the puck near the left corner, swings it up top, and now gets a return pass. Left goal line. Floats it in front, off a skate, off a stick, goes behind, rebound! I believe it's in the goal, yes! Tyler Toffoli has tied it with a power play goal. Two Knights, two halves going at it, left wing try, score! Montreal gets the loose puck on the left side, and into the net it goes. Three to two Canadians, their first lead of the day. With 13.45 to go in the third period, Mike Hoffman puts it over the right shoulder of Robin Leonard, just inside the left post. It's the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Very important update. We might have some chicken races soon. Oh, really? Yes. They raced at 3 a.m. this morning. Not your guys. No, we were not awake at 3 a.m. to race any chickens, but we might have some more chicken races here during the show. Be very right. exciting if you'll, we do. You'll race your guys? Uh, if we can get into them, yeah. We'll race them. I mean, it's it's... The very limited number of races while they're still in beta testing. But okay. my fake chickens, they're back to racing. Hopefully, ours are back to racing. There's been very few updates on your horses. We, uh, well, we only have nine horses left. We race them sporadically. Yeah, but we're, I wouldn't You're say. You're all we're, in on the chickens. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're out of the horses, but we're it's definitely calmed down some. We sold off the majority of our horses. Kept some of fake our. Fake horse still around? Ones. Yeah, we still got fake horse. Fake okay. horse, high card, and their mother, Goodwill Rush. That's our that's our <laughs> holy trinity of okay. horses. Yeah, good good horse race, good racing horses. Um, Golden Knights last night they beat the Canadians in overtime, avoided losing to the worst team in the NHL. Shea Theodore had a nifty move in overtime to win move. it. Um, the Golden Knights went three three and two on their eight game homestand, which is not very good. Yeah, I mean they could have certainly put away, uh, maybe not put away. That's not the right phrase, but they could have certainly like you know put some distance between them and the other teams in the Pacific division, but they kind of didn't do that. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. I've got a hot take for you. Hey, I think I just got our horse or our chicken in a race, but I got a hot take for you. The golden Knights need to trade Robin Leonard. Okay. I got a hot take. Number two. I don't think they'll trade him, but and I said this before Robin Leonard can't win a Stanley cup. It's not looking like it. But here's the if interesting thing. If you scene. need Robin Leonard to stand on his head, right. you, know, you could have Jack Eichel score five goals a game, and it doesn't matter who right. the goalie is. Here's the interesting comparison. If we go back to the 2019-20 season, remember Marc-Andre Fleury had about a month there where he was, he was genuinely terrible. Right. Like what was an awful goalie for a month. And the Golden Knights basically looked around and said, we're trying to win a Stanley Cup. Our goalie's been playing really poorly. What are we doing here? They went and traded for Robin Leonard. They were like, let's go get a better goalie. Let's go get somebody that we trust that can be better than what Marc-Andre Fleury has been. So that happened. Marc-Andre Fleury in the 15 games leading up to the trade for Robin Leonard had an 8.95 save percentage and a minus 6.3 goal saved above average. Robin Leonard's last 15 games, 8.89 save percentage, minus 7.4 goals saved above average. Robin Leonard has been worse than Fleury was. Yes. Leading up to that trade. So using that same logic, the Golden Knights should be trading for 
a goalie, right? Well, as you have put down here, Robin Leonard makes what five million a year? I think it was five for twenty or yeah, twenty five for five. So they're already going to have issues when Eichel comes off with the cap. So who who would be available at a good price at this point that might be better? Mark Andre Fleury. <laughs> I wonder if the I wonder if the Golden Knights are on his list of ten no trades. He was so pissed at them. They screw those guys if they want to trade back for me. I'm not going back there. So I it, listen. The reason the Golden Knights won't trade for another goalie is because at full strength right now they're like ten million dollars over yeah, the cap. Yeah. <laughs> they can't trade for another goalie because they went and got Jack Eichel. That's why they're not going to trade for another goaltender. But I think the logic of this team in the past is that they probably are considering it. They're looking at, like, if you're looking at the roster right now, you've got to be considering how do we make the goaltending better? And that obviously includes how do we get Robin Leonard playing better, right? right? We, right. Robin Leonard's got a pretty long history here of being a good NHL goal, right? This is most likely just a poor stretch of games, but it's been, it's been going on for quite a while now. And he's been very poor. Like it hasn't just been, ah, he's playing a little bit below average. He's been very poor. So if you're the golden Knights front office based on the past, that's something they'd be looking at to fix. The problem is, is they probably don't have great answers to fix it. The interesting part would be, does Robin Leonard become a candidate to trade out to make room for Jack Eichel? I just, Look, he's playing really poorly. I said it a long time ago. I don't think he can win a cup by himself. You'd have to tell me who they're going to get in place right. of him. And that's the thing. I mean, you who, have to, who are they going to get? For that to make any sense, you have to find a goalie that you think is at least as good as Robin Leonard. Who's making less. Who's making less than Robin Leonard. And not many of those exist. No. And if they do, teams probably aren't willing to trade. Them. Right. So it probably doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But I will tell you, the way Robin Leonard's played the last 15 games, Logan Thompson could do that. Yes. Laurent Brassois could do that. Like, I mean, the way he's been playing, there's no like there's no point in paying that guy uh $5 million when you could get it for eight hundred and eighty thousand dollars from Logan Thompson. The key though is well, that it just might be a stretch though. Like you said. Right. And he'll turn back into Robin Leonard, the really good goalie, and then you wouldn't say that about Logan Thompson. The key though is that the Golden Knights are going to need Robin Leonard to be good in the playoffs. Absolutely. Because ultimately, the regular season, not that important, right? Like, ultimately, this isn't a big deal. If they have a bad goaltending in the regular season, like, this is going to be about the playoffs. So if Robin Leonard is good in the playoffs, none of this regular season matters. None of it matters whatsoever, right? It's irrelevant. If he he can ha- he can be the worst goalie in the league for the rest of the season... If he's good in the playoffs, we don't we no, don't yeah, we don't exactly. even talk about it, right? Because it's this team is going to be in the playoffs, and the only measure of success for this team is when what they do in the postseason. Now, if Leonard sucks in the postseason, especially after being bad in the regular season, we're probably talking about a new goalie for the Golden Knights the following year. We're not. I don't think we're talking about Robin Leonard right. being the goaltender again if he's bad in the regular season and in the postseason. I think at that point, and you're the Golden Knights. We've seen it. They're not afraid to flip important players. They're not afraid to flip the roster, turn it upside down in an offseason. I think we'd absolutely see them doing something goaltender-wise because they if need... If he's that bad, you'd have to have right. someone take him off your hands. They need Robin Leonard to be good in the postseason. And so that's, I think, where you look at it if you're the Golden Knights. He hasn't been good for 15 games. It's a fairly small sample size, and I don't think it's really worth panicking over. But 
it's basically the same sample size the Golden Knights front office panicked over two year, three years ago when they traded for Leonard right. when Flurry was struggling. So we'll see what they do. But that's my hot take for you is that the Golden Knights, at least I, two years ago or before they traded for Eichel, would have been trying to trade away their goalie or trying to trade for another goalie at this moment. I just, I'm with you on that, and I don't think he can win a cup. I, I watch him on a nightly basis, and I the, it comes back to that. And this team is built to win a cup, especially when Eichel comes, and I think that's the one weak link is Robin Leonard. Even if he starts playing like Robin Leonard. I was saying that when he was playing like Robin Leonard. There's just something that inside me that says he can't win when you only score two goals against a really good team in the playoffs. And the fascinating part is that the Golden Knights tend to only score two goals in the playoffs. <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> now, I think the bigger issue there, though, is there's not many goalies you're going to win with if you struggle to score in the postseason. It's just not going to happen. Right. Like, they had they had Marc-Andre Fleury. They, could, they couldn't win in the postseason with Marc-Andre Fleury. Not Fleury had... He helped in some of those, right? He was terrible in the Stanley Cup final. Well, the kick didn't help. He kicked one in against Montreal. Yeah, that didn't the, help. He wasn't very good again in the last couple of games against uh, the Sharks at key moments. Um, but even with Flurry, they weren't winning when they were scoring right. two goals. So I think I think I don't think you're wrong that like they're not they're not winning because of Robin Leonard. Like that's not happening. Right? Like, they're not going to... We're not talking about the Golden Knights won a Stanley Cup. Because of Robin Leonard. Because Robin Leonard. No. We're probably talking about, well, they won a Stanley Cup because Leonard gave up, you know, 2.8 goals per and game. And they scored four again. Yeah, and they put up four again. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, all right. that. But that's... Well, it doesn't... I mean, when you look they at win the, the Stanley Cup. They win the Stanley Cup. Right, Nobody's going to care. But when you look at the roster, that's how it should be, right? Like when this he's roster, healthy? Absolutely. Yeah, like, when this roster's healthy... They should be scoring four. When they times have a game. everybody, absolutely. Like I mean, that's that's kind of I think the expectation here. I don't think they built the roster with the intention of Winning Robin Leonard's got to be the best player right. on the ice. Right. I think they built the roster with the intention of ah, we're going to have like the four best players on the ice in every game right. is what they were going for. So needing Robin Leonard there probably not the way the Golden Knights win or the way they envision winning. Coming up next, Ray Ratto joins the show. Yeah, there. I mean, the hook player was you know right there near the hash and I mean it's a swirl route so he's coming back in it's going to be a tight I mean it's going to be hands everywhere you know and uh, I just tried to throw it hard to where the guy wouldn't catch it he made a great catch but it's uh, sucks man just trying to throw it away from the safe move the safety and gives a chance to win the game and uh, he ran you know he did his best ran great route and but I can't not say 50, 57 made a great play I mean he great, made a great catch back to the press box with Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, Ed Graney. Joining us now is Ray Ratto. Ray, can you believe somebody gave Ed an award? Oh, stop that. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a lousy year. (laughs) (laughs) Weak class. Yeah, that's even worse. No, 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 no. The, the class was fine. The year was a disaster. <laughs> that's you even should, worse you than my national writer of the year, so that people can remember what a bad year this was. <laughs> my son had a had a similar comment where he said, "You know, that's great. How many sports writers are there in Nevada?" <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Uh... See, I was going to say something about readers, but I'm going to let that one go because I'm a gentle soul. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Ray, 
How confident are you that Mark Davis can actually make a good hire with his general manager or his coach? As confident as I am that I can drink four gallons of gin in a half an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Here's the problem. And I think Kevin Clark wrote about this, and other people have too. The people who hire football people aren't football people. And Mark Davis is one of those guys. I mean, his look, his hiring record is he was recommended, Reggie McKenzie was recommended to him by Ron Wolf. And Reggie McKenzie, in turn, hired Dennis Allen. Then Jack Del Rio got the job because he went to high school in Hayward. And then Gruden got the job because, you know, Mark has a weird sort of psychosexual love affair with Gruden. So he's going to have to find somebody to find somebody to find somebody. And if you can't find somebody to be multiplying that by three makes it nearly impossible. That said, most other owners can't do it either. I mean, John Mara is no better at this than Mark is. Uh, you watched him there in the Bay Area, so can he save face by getting Jim Harbaugh? Are you not a Jim Harbaugh guy for this job? Is that saving face? I mean, I'm, uh, I'm asking a serious question. Yeah. I mean, he... He did sort of flame out in, at Stanford where he got the 49er job just in time because his players were sort of fed up with him. Right. And he, he basically got chased out of San Francisco because he couldn't get along with the owner or the general manager. So, you know, does one great year at Michigan make him desirable? I don't know the answer to that, but I don't think anybody else does either. So I, my my guess would be that you know it's going to be a you know it's going to be a difficult slog no matter what, but I wouldn't I wouldn't go the high cartoon factor, as much as other people say Vegas loves that stuff. This is not about mollifying Vegas. This is about making a team that functions, and the Raiders haven't functioned in about forever. <laughs> I mean that starts with Mark Davis though. Regardless of who he hires, it it starts there. Well, it does start there, but I think he is at a stage right now where he knows he has to know football people. And he doesn't know enough of those. And the ones that he does know are, you know, well into the, you know, they're all, you know, sort of linked to him through his dad. So he's got to find somebody who's new and refreshing and smart and can do all the things that he needs to do. And then, that guy needs to hire a coach who is all the same things. Because I, with all due respect to Rich Basaccia, he's not getting that job. So, I mean, it's, just, it, it, it's, you know, it's sort of like trying to make Simone Biles do things Simone Biles can do only with two different Simone Biles. It's just, you know, the odds are staggering. Frankly, if I were Mark, I would drink. <laughs> uh Gruden had all power until, well, he started uh, sending emails to people. But Gruden had all power here, and Mayock was just kind of a puppet who, you know, just went along with it. Where where do you stand on that if if they're the right people in terms of giving someone all power in the league? Belichick has it. Not many others do. Do you like more of a standard kind of roles where you have the GM and the coach, and if it can work out, that's the best way? It is so hard to get somebody who can do both jobs. I mean, Kyle Shanahan has struggled with that. I mean, he's a very good coach, but... I don't think anybody loves his general manager work. Um, and Belichick worked his way into that level of power over years. Uh, I think it's really hard to do. 
And I wouldn't give anybody that right off the bat. I'd make them work toward it, which means, you know, okay, you get a general manager, and the general manager, you know, can work out whatever relationship he has with a coach. But it's got to be more traditional until said coach shows that, A, he can handle both jobs, and B, really wants them and can't work with the general manager anymore. If something works, you don't change it. But you don't give somebody all the power just because he asks for it. And I can't imagine, since you brought up Harbaugh, that he would work well with others. Do you think Dave Cavill deserves some credit for playing Las Vegas and Oakland against each other to get some money for a ballpark? Have you gotten any money in Vegas? No, he's no, going to get from Oakland. Here. Well, he's got no money in Oakland. So, you know, if I were him, I'd try the Cayman Islands. I mean, if you're not going <laughs> to get money, get money in a tax haven. You know, just, he's, he's got, they've got no leverage. And they've been working very hard to create leverage where it doesn't exist. And as a result, they look ridiculous. You know, and now that Tampa is all of a sudden on the market, you know, no matter what Stuart Sternberg says, that makes it all the more difficult for the A's to figure out something other than in Oakland. Um, I, I mean, I've, I've not understood from the start what the A's plan was. We want to build it on the Strip. No, we'll build it in Henderson. No, we're talking to San Antonio. Oh, maybe it's Nashville. They're basically waiting for somebody to come up to them and say, okay, we'll let you extort us. <laughs> and so far, nobody's leaping to the, you know, hey, that sounds like a great idea. Let's close a couple of hospitals while we're at it. That's what, that's what we did for the Raiders here in <laughs> Vegas. Yeah, I mean, it, it did work for the Raiders, but that's why I think that that horse has left the barn. I mean, would Nevada go for another one of those trimmings? I surely can't see that. You know, I mean, just it's, you know, yeah, we, we gave you like three quarters of a billion dollars to build a football stadium that you can't fill. And that's for 10, that's for 10 or 12 dates a year and maybe the odd Super Bowl. Now you're going to build a, a ballpark that you're going to have to use 90 times a year, um, you know, in the middle of the summer. You know, I mean, it, it, it's so daft that I, I admire their I admire their courage, but it literally is a kick me sign nail gun right to their faces. I just and obviously I think I was wrong listening to you, but when the planning commission approves that yesterday, the first thing I thought of is okay, they're kind of calling Cobble's bluff here because all along, you know, I don't know if he thought he'd get a deal with Oakland or not, but then they the commission passes this, and supposedly the council is going to certify it as well. Are they calling his bluff at all to where it's like, okay, you didn't think we'd do this, and you're out in Vegas 50 times a week, but we're going we're gonna to at least force you to at least, you know, think about staying here? Um, yeah, I think, you know, they're, they're not really forcing their hand. I mean, you know, John Fisher is actually the power here. Dave Cavill is merely the, the dancing marionette. But, you know, the, the real problem that Fisher's got is that I don't think he can get a stadium anywhere else. And, you know, Oakland calling his bluff or Vegas calling his bluff, it's still a bluff until they show how much money they're willing to throw into this. Right. And so far, they have been dancing the, build us a stadium. No, we'll build it ourselves. No, you need to build it for us. You know, first they've got to nail down what, what, what the A's responsibility in this is going to be. And because Fisher never talks and Cavill does nothing but talk, <laughs> nobody can figure out exactly, you know, well, what's your plan? 
What are you throwing into this? I mean, let's face it. If Las Vegas does a blind stadium deal for the A's, they, they literally should just, they should just pave over the town and just declare it, you know, Area 52, because it will be the dumbest place in America. <laughs> the A's have to show something. And so far, they have worked very hard to show nothing. What are the chances we get both the A's and the Rays visiting Las Vegas at the same time, being like, ooh, look how great this site would be? Oh, they'll visit. I mean, it's a great vacation place. You kidding me? You'll be so sick of Stuart Sternberg that you might close the border. But I think ultimately, you know, those two guys both have to show money that I don't believe they've got. You know, because a, a dome stadium, even in Las Vegas, is going to cost two bill. And at least half of that's going to have to come from those guys. You know, they're not going to take on partners. It's, you know, I mean, you know, Mark Davis already has more partners than he knows what to do with. I mean, I just don't think the math works, you know, unless the state says, you know what, we were so dumb on the Raider deal, we're going to do it again. <laughs> you know, I, it's, I don't get it. I mean, I, just, I don't get how this pencils out because I've yet to hear people in Montreal or Las Vegas, for that matter, screaming, if we don't have baseball, we can't function as people. You know, that's the other thing here is that baseball is at a crossroads in America where it's got to figure out who's our audience and how can we keep it from dying? I mean, I mean, I just I'm 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 waiting for somebody to thread the Vegas really needs a baseball team needle. And I haven't heard anybody do it yet. Maybe you maybe you guys are aware of it and are keeping it a secret, you bastards. (laughs) But. I don't. I don't hear a, a hue and cry that Vegas must have baseball. Uh, Ray Ratto with us. I wanted to ask you one thing. Pablo Torre tweeted this after the Cowboys Forty ers game that football is America's pastime because nothing else does a good job of turning complete incompetence into entertainment. Do we love football simply because people screw it up more than everything else we watch? No, we love it because we like large men in colored hats running into each other at high rates. <laughs> Um, it's, it's, you know, we got, we got hooked on this about 50 years ago and we can't find the methadone to get us off the habit because for all the things that the NFL does poorly, including put on football, it still has everybody convinced that football is the center of the American culture diaspora, that nothing else matters as much as football. And it's a hilarious lie, but it seems to work. So I think that's, you know, that's the real trick here. They've convinced people that they need football, whether they need it or not. I mean, that's why I'm sort of, I'm sort of hoping that their next CBA comes with a lockout that lasts a long time, just to see if people really need football the way they say they do. Because it certainly didn't work well when everything shut down for, for baseball or basketball or hockey, you know, people found out, hey, you know what? We don't actually need this stuff. It's nice to have, but it's not necessary. So I'd like to see that happen with football. I mean, I, I'd like to see Jerry Jones, you know, sitting by a dumpster begging for change, but I don't <laughs> think I'll live long enough. Well, he is Ray Ratto. I think the one guest we've had on the show actively rooting for an NFL lockout. Uh, thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Yeah, you'll 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 think twice next time you do this.
<laughs> no, it was great. It was oh, phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, weak year for you. Bad year for you, Ed. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, I, unbelievable that he played that intro. Your your son asked how many sports writers yeah. are there. He goes, well, <laughs> you know, back back at the house where they're always really proud of dad. It's like, uh, how many how many writers are there? I'm like, you know, there's there's a few, there's a few, there's a handful, there's a handful. Unless there's a cash prize involved. You're not interested. They're, your kids aren't interested in your success. No, when, no. When there's a cash prize involved for fantasy no. football, they're on board for the championship. Oh, when game. he's walking, is he on my... your team? Is he on your <laughs> team? <laughs> when he's walking into my room last night, holding his uh, laptop, saying, "You think you can get me this on Amazon?" It's like, okay. <laughs> All right. Coming up next. How old is Zach Taylor? Listen, I'm not in. A, I'm not in. A, I'm not in that business of, of uh, pointing fingers or, or pointing blame or trying to. Uh, put a quote at the end or at the start of somebody's uh, uh, someone's commentator of what they feel, you know, our coaching staff or, or Frank is or where Russ is or where I'm at or AD. Um, if it's not positive for me, I, I'm, I'm cool. It's not my lane. I'm not a, I'm not a negative person. If you guys to ask besides trying to kill somebody, I ain't Which y'all probably don't see like y'all. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Later in the show, we got tickets to Slipknot. Stay tuned for that. Also, if you need a place to watch today NFL playoffs, Twin Peaks. Willie Ramirez is going to be out there from 5 to 8 for Packers 49ers. Great food, cold beer, and great prizes. So head out to Twin Peaks on Eastern if you want to watch the Packers and 49ers. You need a place to watch that. Willie Ramirez will be out there. We got in like 10 races. Chicken races. Ten? Yeah, we got in a lot. How'd you get in that many? I mean, I got a couple in, but my partner got most of our horses in, or horses, our chickens into races in the last 15 minutes. I've only watched one of them, and chicken 7853, third place finish. Oh, so you can't name them yet? No, you can. We just haven't. Okay, all right. We haven't started naming our chickens. Because then he can sell them. Yes. And the other person can. Yes, they have more value if they are unnamed. When oh. you sell them, because then they can name them whatever they want. And you aren't saddled to churches like the name of the chicken that came in second <laughs> ahead of me. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, I got that but one. But chicken seven, America's... eight, five, three, third place finish. Good job. Good start. Is that your first one? Uh, of today. Yeah. Okay. I've got like, we've got like 11 more to watch here that I'll figure out after the no, show. No, no. Was that your first chicken race ever? No. Like your le- real one? No. What do you mean? Because, uh, no, because there was at one point there was a problem where they were Running what backwards. Ha- oh, okay. And oh, okay. also, if they were in like lane three, they finished third. Yeah, if yeah, they were in lane happens. five, they yeah, finished yeah, fifth. So there too. were there were some bugs that needed to be worked yeah, out. Yeah, it's beta yeah. testing. Yeah. But we're back, baby. First yeah. races since like December 10th. Took them a little more than a month. Back to racing chickens. Congrats. We got a third place finish at a 7853. It's exciting. It's very exciting. Will you, will you flip them already? Uh, no, we're going to, because it's still beta. We've got to wait until the actual, to see if he's actually... actual the game launches, and then we'll see how many people get interested, and then we might start selling chickens. I mean, we have flipped a lot of chickens already. So. <laughs> we got to get Millsy involved here. He's he, missed, very, he missed out. He's very interested in horses and chickens. He, like he didn't out. understand, like I didn't understand in the yeah. beginning, about who's racing and what he's doing and how it's kind of on virtual. So I guess he did miss out. Chicken racing. By the way, other chicken names in this race. Dixie Chick. Okay, I like uh, it. Big Bird. Big Bird. Yeah. Who finished first? 
Obi Wan Hinobi. Okay. You get it, Jared? You look no, like you no. Get I, it. I get okay. it. I just don't like it. Yeah, no, it's not like great. It. That's a, that's too much. Of well, a you reach. don't like Star Wars, but no, but I knew the character, and I think that's a reach. Yeah, that was that was a reach. Yeah, that was the kind of pun that if somebody made to me, I would boo in their face. All right, here's an NFL question for you: If you own a bar in Cincinnati, should you know what Zach Taylor looks like? Have I been drinking? Haven't you always been? I own a bar. Yes, I have. So my answer is no. I would have not been, and my answer is no. So if the, he walked in, just kind of with a hat on, and just because he's kind of an, I mean, yeah. just he's a, there's nothing distinct about Zach no, Taylor. Exactly. So the Bengals, uh, Zach Taylor gave out a game ball at a bar after they beat the Raiders in Cincinnati, and CJ Uzama said earlier this week that Zach Taylor got carded at that bar. Because Zach Taylor's got, you know, a baby face for, what is he's in his 30s, right? He's a young head coach. So he's not exactly old, but he's certainly, I would still think he's certainly old enough to where you're like, that guy's definitely not 21. Right. Right. He'd be like, ah, that guy's old enough to drink. Well, maybe he ordered like a, you know, an amaretto sour and the bartender went, okay, I'm going to go ahead and need to see your ID. (laughs) (laughs) But Zach Taylor got carded. I'm fascinated by head coaches getting carded in towns especially after the day they win a big game or the night they win a big I'd game I'd be interested in how many wouldn't be recognized how many because, head coaches in their yeah. hometown cuz I think most would be recognized I do too that's why I was, and it's Cincinnati we spent yeah. a whole week last week being like what's what's there to do in Cincinnati and all we came up with was the cool penguins at the Cincinnati Zoo and sports so I imagined a Not lot that of people chili know what's place, I'll tell you that. don't go to Skyline Chili you won't get carded there